This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the latest edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. It's been a while. The rain has played havoc. Sean Calvert has been away on a family vacation for a couple of days, and he's going to tell us all about that in a minute. But we're back yeah. looking at the third round action in the men's singles draw at Wimbledon on Saturday. Uh, the draw sort of catched up now, so we know what's going to happen. And I'm delighted to say Sean is joining me here. He seems to have problems with his uh, microphone there, and he's, he's thinking, but uh, Sean... Sorry, uh, just figuring it out, yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. No problem. But uh, Listen, you've been away with the family. You've had a nice couple of days. Surely you must feel relaxed now. You've been away <laughs> to the beautiful Bognor Regis. Now, if anyone is, doesn't know about yeah. uh, English seaside resorts, it's beautiful down there, isn't it? You must have had a great time. It's brilliant, yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Well, it's been a nightmare week, I'll be honest. Um, the, yeah, people probably don't know, actually, that aren't in Britain, but there's been teacher strikes uh, again this week. They've been happening a lot recently. So they had another two or three, uh, two this week, but they spread them over sort of three or four days. So we, the, my boy would have been out of school. So basically we decided just to, because it was his mum's birthday as well, big birthday it was for her. Um, happy birthday. Happy birthday, to her, birthday Mrs. Calvert as well. Happy um, birthday. So she decided, should I say, rather than I decided, that we were going to go down to this um, this little kids sort of theme park place in uh, in the lovely Bognor Regis, which is on the south coast uh, of uh, of England. So um, yeah, it was just chaos, just absolute chaos. Kids running around all over the place. Um, just anyone that's got kids, like you know, youngish kids, will kind of understand what's what this is all about. And it was it's just pure pain. Didn't she know Wimbledon <laughs> was going on with you? Well, she, it's, it's a, obviously it's her birthday every year during Wimbledon. In the old days, it used to be her birthday used to used to land on the finals day, but when they put that extra week in into the grass season a few years ago, it now means that her birthday is right in the middle of Wimbledon, which makes it really difficult and really annoying and complicated. Um, and then you add school strikes into the mix as well, and traffic chaos, and um, and it's not been it's not been a great week for betting for uh, as far as I'm concerned. So I've not had. I've not had the best week, mate. I'll be honest. I, I hope your week was um, a bit more relaxing. <laughs> it is. I, I, I should. I shouldn't be laughing, but listen. Can imagine you there. How many kids were down there? About hundred kids running around and parents. Easily, and, yeah, way more than that. I would have thought. Going yeah. down the water slides and all that, yeah. And you were trying oh, yeah. to check out the, uh, the Wimbledon and the Bet Rivers app to see what was going on and on all the sorts of all sorts. No of internet going connection. The internet wasn't on. that bad, actually. The, yeah. the internet was actually all right. That's that's why we chose that place because it's the only place that, that actually had decent internet. Um, but yeah, but it, but then it rained, didn't it? So it, it was raining for the first sort of two or three days on and off, and then the, the matches were delayed, which makes it really difficult to to do what we do, doesn't it? Because we have to do it at a certain time, and then there weren't many matches available. That were a couple of matches, so we didn't have odds for them, and it was it's it's been a chaotic first week at Wimbledon. I'll be I'll be completely honest. And you've come back now. Surely you feel refreshed. <laughs> No. 
The missus must be delighted with her birthday present. I came she, must have, they, they she must have had the time the of her life in Bognor Regis with you, surely. She no, must she, she's all she's all right, yeah. She's got the week off. But you've but, been you mean you've been to you've been to Florida, you've been all around the world watching tennis, you've been you're yeah. in Mallorca, and you've taken yes. your missus for her fiftieth birthday to Bognor Regis. Is her, it was her idea, nothing to do with me. Actually, she went. She went to Sorrento actually oh, um, wow, okay. the week before. So that's the other reason why I've been somewhat up against it is because she went off for five days to Sorrento with her mates, which is in sort of you know near Napoli in, in Italy, uh, and then she came back for one day, and then she, we went off to this um, this place in Bognor Ridge. So she's she's had a great time. Don't don't yeah. be feeling sorry for her. I'm not feeling sorry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm don't 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 go with me. I'm just. I'm just saying. And then we you came know, back like... and they, they dug up the road. The, the gas people dug up the road, so our road was closed. So I couldn't get down the road. I had to <laughs> just done three hours. Couldn't get through the Dartford tunnel. Got back. The, the road was dug up. We was on a one way street, so I had to reverse all the way up the road. It was complete chaos. Oh, and well, anyway, um... things are going well at Wimbledon. They've cheered you up. Yeah, it's been great, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> if you don't, the, it's been, it's been, it's... Year, you don't want to have a bad week. Is this week, and 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 this is this is how it's turned out. So. Well... Listen, That's we're only halfway through. We're only halfway through. We can always get that back. And we've had a, you know, we've had a, we've had worse weeks. We've had, well, maybe, but you know, we've had, we've had, we've had worse positions that we find ourselves in. I mean, the difference in changing conditions, you know, you're a big man for looking at statistics who was changing conditions. The conditions two days ago to where today is like completely different court. You saw Alcaraz play unbelievable tennis two or three days ago. And now today struggle a little bit in the heat. And then the weekend, like tomorrow on Saturday and Sunday, they reckon it's going to be thunderstorms. It's going to be a lot of rain again affected. It, it makes it very, very difficult, doesn't it, to to, to sort of really judge what, what the court conditions are going to be like because things change hourly basis. Yeah, it does make it slightly difficult. I mean, um, the I have got the conditions, the stats in for the conditions now. After the first 85 matches, it's almost exactly the same um, as last year in terms of the holds of serve, first serve points won. There's no difference in it. It's all to 12 months ago. So it's still ostensibly quite a sort of slowish, slow to medium sort of hardcore. But conditions always change in the second week of Wimbledon. The first week, it's always a bit low bounce in the grass. It's a bit lusher. Second week, it becomes, it plays a bit more like a hardcore because the, the grass has kind of been trampled down and it, it it's more hard, more like a hardcore than it, than it is in the first week. So yeah, it is difficult. But, you know, we didn't really have much luck, did we? We had a lot of players that um, had healthy leads and blew them. Um, so it's just one of them. Sometimes you just have a week like that. I just, I just prefer it wasn't during the first week of Wimbledon. I prefer it was maybe in the right at the end of the season in Stockholm or something. But um, yeah, it is what it is. You know, we'll um, we'll bounce back. And like I say, it's only halfway through, not even halfway through yet. So we can get the business end come through. And we can make the cash as well. So the business end really starts now. We're coming up to the second week of Wimbledon. We reached the third round stage eventually, which seems like a lifetime ago. But we got through to the third round stages. Eight matches tomorrow in the third round. Currently, as we film this, uh, there is only five matches that we're going to preview. Five matches there are odds available about. Remember that the action on the outside court starts at 6 a.m. Eastern time. Obviously, the show court starts a little bit later. So if there is a bet here, we don't know the order of play just yet. So if there is a bet that you like or like the sound of like, head to the Bet Rivers website and make sure you place that bet early to avoid disappointment. Then the first game we're going to talk about, the first match we're going to talk about looks a very, very tricky match. It, it looks a really, really hard match to call. And judging by the odds, you can see why. Francis TFO up against Grigor Dimitrov. Francis TFO is minus 125. Grigor Dimitrov plus 102. The spread here is minus one and a half TFO. Uh, giving up the one and a half at plus 102. Dimitrov plus one and a half at minus 129. The total 
is 41 and a half. As we get to this kind of uh, the second week of Wimbledon or the last 16-32 match when the seeds meet, the games obviously increase quite highly. The last time they met was in 2019 at the Australian Open. It was a 3-1 win for TFO, but it was an absolute marathon match. Two of the matches went to tie breaks. The other two went to 7-5. They met in Toronto in 2018. Dimitrov won two sets to one, and two of them, three sets, was also tie breaks as well. So in the three matches they played, there's been four tie breaks. I know you've been looking at sort of special bets and prop bets. There's about 48 different markets on this match available with Bet Rivers. Did you look at the games? Did you look at the tie breaks? Is something that interests you in this match? Because both of them come in in, in a bit of good form. Yeah, it's as you said, they've played an awful lot of tight sets together. They've not played since the start of 2019, as you said, so that's not. It's difficult to look at their head-to-head in, in any real detail from something that was so long ago. You know, you could certainly argue that TFO is a, a much more improved competitor than he was at the start of 2019. But, you know, the seven main level sets that they've played, um, six of them have gone to at least 12 games. So you would expect, given the way that they've both been playing, they've both been playing really, really well, certainly serving really well. Um, you would certainly expect a long match. I think that the line's been set at 41 and a half for this, hasn't it? Yep. Yeah, so that's that That sort of gives you a, a good idea. Uh, in terms of um, the statistics, last 10 matches are on grass at main level, TFO um, 8-2 win-loss, service points, one return points, one total of 104. That's slightly less than Dimitrov's uh, total. Dimitrov is 6-4 win-loss and he's got 106 total. So on that, Slight advantage to Dimitrov. If you look at service hold and break totals, again, it's an advantage to Dimitrov, but by some decent margin, this one. TFO 106, Dimitrov 113. Um, much of the statistical advantage that Dimitrov has here is because he's he's better on return. He's won 38% of return points compared to 36% for TFO, and he's broken a lot more as, as a consequence. He's broken serve 24% of the time compared to 18% for TFO. So, if I was betting on this one, I'm I am slightly tempted with Dimitrov. I'm always worried about Dimitrov's fitness these days. He, I'm not entirely convinced that he's got the body to go a full four four and a half five hour match. That that would would slightly worry me. But I think the line is too high for me to be backing sort of overs in this. I, I would be tempted with Dimitrov. I'm not going to back him myself. But if I was having a bet in this match, I think my lean would certainly be as slight underdog. I think you you could argue that on these stats that there's a sliver of value on on uh, Dimitrov, yeah. Dimitrov plus 102, much more proven, much more, um, the, the better record in the Grand Slam, especially on the grass here at Wimbledon. He's obviously a winner as well at Queen's Club in the tournament before Wimbledon as well. So plus 102, a small lean for Sean against Francis TFO, who is available at minus 125. Another close one is the next match we're going to talk about. It's Yuri Leheka up against Tommy Paul. And Bet Rivers can't really separate the two of these. Uh, Yuri Leheka has seen a lot of money in the last few hours, he's down down to minus 107. Tommy Paul is a marginal favour at minus 117. If you look at the record of the two of them coming in here, I would, I'd argue that Tommy Paul has got a much better grass court record. Obviously, he reached a final at Eastbourne. Would be, we bet him, didn't we, to win Eastbourne, and he got beaten in the final by Serendulu. If you look at the spread... unlucky that was. Absolutely Marianne. ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, he's a spread here. He's plus one and a half. Leheka is minus 136. Tommy Paul is plus 106. And the total, uh, total again, is very high. It's 40 and a half. Minus 112 on the over. Minus 114 on the under. Um, my first reaction here was, I, I, you know, you know, I bet Tommy. I bet Tommy Paul at 350 to one each way. So, and the the quarter is, is opening up a little bit where he is. 
he's got some he's got some tough matches to get through, but I'm quite happy with that position. And I, I quite like Tommy Paul here. I know you I know you bet Lehecker in the last match, but um mm-hmm. Tommy Paul's definitely got the more experience on the grass court. Would you say that you know he's a bit unlucky, like you say, against Serendula and very unlucky, yeah. And his luck his luck must surely uh, go for him this match. I think this is Lehecker being a bit of an unknown quantity. As you said, I, I bet him against Serendolo. Slight odds against and he, he won that easily. That was one of the one of the few successes of the week so far. That was a, a very, very easy win, wasn't it, for, for Lehecker and a, a good price in that one. But I think this is just the stats that we do have that they're very closely matched. If we look at the last 10 matches they've played on grass at main level, Lehecker hasn't actually played 10. He's only played eight. So his stats are from eight. He's 4-4 win loss and his service points one return points one total is 104. Tommy Paul's last 10, he's a 6-4 win loss and he's also 104. So going on that, there's there's nothing to choose between them. In terms of the service hold and break total, slight advantage to Tommy Paul. He's on 108 compared to Lehecker's 105. I think this is just about what Lehecker could do, is capable of potentially doing in the future on the grass and, and how he's been playing the last few matches. I think the layers are looking at it and thinking, well, this guy's dangerous because, you know, he went all the way to the quarterfinals, didn't he, Australian Open? He, he's one of these very streaky players. He, he has big sort of ups and downs in confidence, I think. That that really bad loss he had earlier on in the season, I think it was against Murray, wasn't it, when he had so many match points? Yep, it's in Qatar. Um, Qatar. Yeah, you were out there, weren't you? No, no, uh, I wasn't. I was out for the World Cup, but I, I remember the game. It's um, Murray went on to win the tournament, didn't he? He, he was got to the final. Medvedev won the tournament. But he, and I thought, I remember speaking to you about the match at the time. Sorry to interrupt there, but I remember yeah. speaking to you at the time and I thought to myself, this guy could be someone that we need to oppose when he's in winnable positions. Yeah, he's certainly, he certainly shown um, a frailty there in that regard, that's for sure. But yeah, he, he had a bit of a, a come down, didn't he, after that? It seems like he's playing well again. Tom, he's working with Thomas Burdich. Uh, fellow Czech, uh, also a, a, obviously a Wimbledon finalist as well, a few years ago seems to have um, seems to have kind of pepped him up a little bit. So I, th- I think these two first two matches are, are, are basically pickums, aren't they? TFO mm. against Dimitrov, there'll be people for and against, and and this one, I think this is a very very tough one as well. If I had to pick one, I'd, I'd probably favour Paul on the basis that I'd, I'm not sure I would trust Lehecker to keep repeating the sort of form that he's shown so far. He is very kind of in and out. You know, when he has a bad day, it does it does go quite bad for him. And as you said, mentally, maybe not not strong enough to kind of dig himself out of it over the best of five sets against a a very solid opponent like Tommy Paul, who's had quite a comfortable run actually, hasn't he? He'll be very pleased with his the draw that he's had because he had he had an injury, didn't he, in that Eastbourne final? Not, not only did he have to play twice in the same day, he also got injured in the final as well. And even even that being said, he won more points in the match. He was one ahead on all the stats and still didn't win the title. So absolutely rotten luck for him there. Um, an easy first round, I suppose, against Shintaro uh, Mochizuki, and then Milos Raonic, who's not fit for duty, who's just playing out the final, the final throws of his career, so to speak. Um, so slight, I would say, slight advantage to Tommy Paul. If, if I again, if I was betting in this one, I would, I would take Tommy Paul um, as as just a slight favourite. I think he's minus one one six with Bet Rivers, isn't he? Yeah, minus one one, yeah, one, minus one one seven. The the other thing about it as well was that the, the, the opportunity now for that someone in that second quarter to make the semi-finals of Wimbledon is really, really there for people that you wouldn't expect to do well. Obviously, He's looking at the quarter now, yeah. Yeah, Medvedev, Fuksovic, we're going to come on to next. Leheka, Paul, Eubanks, O'Connell, Jerry and Sitsapas. Now, that is an opportunity for someone here. So, Tommy Paul and Leheka would think to themselves, you know, we could make a semi-final of a, a slam here. And I think it might come down to a little bit of a mental match 
And if he comes down to a, a little bit of mental match, we see the frailties from Leheka. So I'm siding with Tommy Paul for that reason alone. So I agree with you, Tommy Paul, I think at minus 117. And also I bet him to win the tournament at a massive price. So I want him to win. So I'm glad that you sort of on the same page as me there. Uh, the next match there that we spoke about it just a second ago, Daniel Medvedev up against Martin Fuksovic. Uh, Daniel Medvedev minus 455. Martin Fuksovic is plus 340. Medvedev hasn't dropped a set in this championship so far against Ferry, uh, the Brit, and Manorino. But uh, the jury is still out, whether he's interested, whether he's um, he's capable of performing to the to the deep in a, in a major at Wimbledon. And Fuksovic is, is, is a very decent grass court player. He's 7-1 this year. He reached the semifinals in Stuttgart. He's beaten two capable opponents to get this far, Grigsbohr, very easy, surprisingly very easy, and uh, Giron in the last round as well. Uh, the head-to-head is obviously 3-1 in favour of Medvedev. You would expect that. But the last match they did play was in the French Open in 2020, and Fuchsovic come through in four close sets. Uh, Medvedev, like I say, is a heavy favour here at minus 45. The spread is 5.5. You can bet Fuchsovic's plus 5.5 at minus 114. Medvedev minus five and a half, minus one ten, and the total here is thirty seven and a half. I'm, I'm, I'm anti Medvedev in this tournament, massively anti Medvedev in this tournament. I couldn't bet Fuksovic to win it at plus three forty, but I can certainly make a case for Fuksovic plus five and a half on the, uh, on the handicap, and I do like the total over at thirty seven and a half. Yeah, I think this should be competitive. I'm not sure it's a great matchup for Fuksovic. That's that's what would would worry me because if you're looking at this on the statistics of what these two have achieved on grass in recent times, there's there's nothing to separate them. If we look at the last 10 main main level matches that both of them have played on grass, the service points, one and return points, one tails are exactly the same, 101, which is, you know, all right. It's not it's not really befitting of a, a sort of world number, sort of two, three, whatever he is at the minute, Medvedev. Um, you would expect better, but I just don't think Medvedev's game is, is that suited to grass. I think Manorino... Um, we were struggling with that injury that he had in Mallorca. I don't, I don't think Manorino could perform at his best because Manorino's given Medvedev all sorts of problems on grass. Didn't really do it, only sort of sporadically, really, Manorino in that match. A bit disappointing for him. I think he was struggling with that knee problem. Um, but even that being said, Manorino still won more second serve points in that match than Medvedev did. The stats just aren't there for Medvedev. He's only won 47% of his second serve points in those last 10 matches on grass. It's that style that he has, you know, he, that that all out kind of baseline um sort of linear way that he plays it's it's not really be- and he's so far behind the baseline it's not really suited to grass anyone with a a decent sort of net game forecourt game with a bit of variety a bit of drop shot can can really expose that but i don't think fuksovic is that man really fuksovic is probably quite a good opponent for medvedev he doesn't really stray too much off off the baseline himself fuksovic we just look at the stats of their head-to-head. As you say, they've played uh, four times, haven't they? Medvedev winning three of them. Um, the service points, one in return points, one total. Medvedev 104, so Fuksovic uh, 96. So a reasonable advantage to Medvedev there. And what the key stat that I took out of looking at this was the fact that he uh, Fuksovic has only held serve 65% of the time against Medvedev. Um, not, not enough. Not, you know, nowhere near enough. I suspect that Fuksovic will make this reasonably close. My concern is, as ever with Fuksovic, is, is mentally. You know, he's, he's been playing very, very well on the grass, but when he comes up against the big players, that the mentality often isn't there. He's only taken 35% of his breakpoint chances in his last 10 matches on grass 
fucks of it, which means his whole service hold and break total is only 101. Uh, Medvedev's is 105. I think it'd be a very physical match, which I think will probably favour Medvedev because he's not had, he's not been exerted too much in the first two matches, whereas Fuxovic played for three and a half hours against against Giron, uh today, I think it was. Um, I like quite like, I'm sort of toying with the idea of 3-1 here to Medvedev at um, plus 225 at Bet Rivers. I feel like Fuxovic will get a set, not so sure he'll get two or three. I think that's that's kind of where I'm heading on this one. A tricky match for Medvedev, but the third favourite for the tournament, fourth favourite now for the tournament, we think may progress through to the fourth round after a tricky encounter. Just remember, if you head to the Bet Rivers website, you can bet in play. You can watch this match live on your mobile phone or your tablet or whichever preferred device you want to use. You can see it live streaming. And also, Bet Rivers have a special. It's a Wimbledon 50% match bet on live betting. Place a real money live wager of $10 or more on Wimbledon and receive a 50% Wimbledon match bonus bet up to $25 or up to $100 for VIP customers, loyalty level seven and above. Odds must be minus $2 or greater to, to qualify. Can only be claimed uh, one per day during the promotional period. Bonus bets will be loaded in 30 minutes of placing a qualifying wager and will expire seven days after the wager. So match bets, uh, you get 50% match bonus bets on your bet in play. So head to the Red Rivers website. This could be one for in running. Fukovic puts up a shot. I think he's got a bit of a chance. Um, next match. Now, this is the one that is, is, is interested me the most uh, after what I saw today. This is a battle between huge, two huge, huge servers. Two players on uh, playing probably the best tennis of their career. Two players coming back from injury layoffs, um, getting better and better each week. And two players that shouldn't be meeting in the last 32 of Wimbledon. It's Alexander Zverev against Matteo Berrettini. Zverev now uh, is minus 139 to win the match. He was minus 150. Berrettini is minus 112, having opened up at plus 125. The spread here is minus one and a half as Zverev and minus 110. Berrettini gets a one and a half start and minus 115. The total is 42 and a half, as you would expect. Very, very high. Minus 106 for the overs, which I can imagine being a very, very popular bet. They've met five times before. Zverev leads 4-1, but the last match in 2021... Berrettini had to retire after the first set tiebreak. So really, it's 3-1 to Zverev. Uh, Zverev has won uh, two of their meetings on clay, as you would expect. Uh, the other meeting on clay, Berrettini won. So this is the first time on grass. Berrettini is a former Wimbledon finalist. He was a 7-1 to one shot to win this Wimbledon championship last year before we had to pull out through COVID. Clear second favourite. And he's the, the man the market have forgotten about. Well, today, after his performance against Alex Dimonor, they've they've remembered the name Matteo Berrettini, and and I think that uh, you'll see a, a bit of a move for Berrettini because he was absolutely sensational today, Sean. And um, I thought this would be a pick and match, but uh, surely the Bet Rivers. But I, you know what? I saw, the first price I saw open up with Berrettini was plus one ninety five, and he's now down to, and that was two hours ago. And he's now down to what plus one seventeen. So, so uh, sorry, plus one twelve. So the market wants to be with the Italian here. He's the rebase. You got to think about him now. I bet him to win the the US Open today after that performance. That was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I think that's that's a decent idea. Actually, looking ahead to the 
the US Open because I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure he'll have the stamina to to beat Zverev here. Um let's just take the head to head first. It's four uh, four one to Zverev, as you've said, never um met on grass, not met at all since twenty twenty one. The head to head stats of that matchup was quite overwhelming for Zverev, hundred and seven to ninety three in terms of the service points, one return points, one totals. Now, the problem for Berrettini here has been on return of serve. He's, he's not done anything on the Zverev serve. He's only won 30% of return points against Zverev. And consequently, Zverev has held serve 91% of the time against Berrettini in the, those um, career meets. Four of their five opening sets have gone to either 12 or 13 games. And three of those matches were played on clay. Um, so it's Berrettini not able to really do anything on that Zverev serve yet. Um, certainly not in um, the matches that have been played so far. Now, if you look at the main, this main level grass stats, the last 10 matches each, there's absolutely nothing to choose between them. They're identical. Um, Berrettini 9-1 win-loss and his service points, one return points, one total is 108, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, exactly the same figure as Zverev, 108. If you take their Wimbledon careers as a whole, they've both got the same service points, one return points, one total, which is 105. So nothing to choose for uh, between them in that regard either. Looking at this particular Wimbledon, what they've done so far, Berrettini's held serve 100% of the time. Zverev's held serve 97% of the time. So I've gone with an obvious play here, which is um, over 12 and a half games in, in the opening set, which is a, a plus 210 chance for Bet Rivers, or it was. I don't know what it is now. Might be shorter than that, but um, it was 3.1, which is hmm. plus 210. The concern I have with backing Berrettini to win it, as I say, is his fitness. Um, he came in here to this Wimbledon with no expectations, as you say, everyone had forgotten about him. And the reason being, he'd only played one match since April because of injury. And it was one really poor match against Lorenzo Sonego. He was beaten very, very comfortably. He looked horrendous, in all honesty, Berrettini in that match. He then decided that he was going to skip Queens. He, he thought, you know, he obviously needs more, more practice. He obviously wasn't up to the standard when he came back in Stuttgart. Um, and then came back and beat the same opponent, Sonego, in the first round. I'm just trying to dig out the quotes that he said. He said, I can't believe I won the first match. So that's that's not someone who thinks he's, he's going to go very far at this Wimbledon. He said, whatever happens, I'm happy to be here. Um, and then he, he went on to say playing the match over three days certainly helped me. And what he means there is the fact that he's not used, his body at the minute just isn't used to playing these these you know physical matches. He's, he's not used to it with the injuries. Um, but as you say, he came back. Um, and by all accounts, he played fabulously against him. And I was stuck on the somewhere near the Dartford Tunnel at the time, so I didn't, I didn't really see it. But he obviously did. And um, it, well, he's not, he's not drop Serbia. He's, you know, he's held Serbia hundred percent of the time. So it seems obvious that this is going to be a match that's going to involve tight sets, few chances. Berrettini is going to need to improve his return game against Zverev, which you know has been not up to it, frankly, in their previous career meeting. So. Long match. I can see why it's 42 and a half, the, the total games line. But I've taken um set one tiebreak. I think it's a highly likely occurrence and uh, plus 210 is not a bad price at all. I think the total games line is too low. I know it sounds crazy, but 42 and a half does seem low to me. I thought it would be around about 44 and a half. Fitness, sorry. Um, I think it just depends on his stamina, what he's got. Um, what he's got in that body, which isn't used to playing matches. That, that, that would concern me about taking a line that high. That's why I went for the first set, really, because I I presume he's going to be fine to play a set or two sets. I don't know whether he'll be able to play sort of four or possibly five um, 
in his current physical state. That that's what would concern me about that line. But if you're looking at it on a purely statistical point of view, you can see you could you could make an argument for the line being being slightly higher. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one. But to tell you what, today was absolutely sensational, and hopefully he's fit. He's come through an epic five set against Sonego. Played today, won three sets of love against Alex Dimonor, and uh, I hope he's fit because uh, I love to see Berrettini. I think he's the the one person in the draw that we need to really have a rebase on because if he comes through this match and he's fit, I, I, I'd love to see him play Alcaraz because I think we could get a, a really, really good price against him. And I, and I think Alcaraz is a post-war I saw today, but uh, I, I'm hoping for that opportunity and hopefully he's, he gets through without any problems with his fitness, but I'd love to see Alcaraz. It's always fitness, isn't it, with Berrettini? He's had so many injury problems in the last mm. sort of couple well, of the years. Points, the points were cheap though today, Sean. There was lots of big aces. So he wasn't involved in lots of rallies. So even mm. though he, and it was quick, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like a tiring match. So, um, I'm just, just talking about it. his career over the last sort of two or three years. He's had one injury after another is the abs and the shoulder and this and that. He seems to be one that's just, isn't possibly capable of playing, you know, week in, week out, year in, year out, like, a, like some of the other guys are, but if you, but you're right. If he, if he, if his body holds up, then he's, he's a danger for, for sure to, to anybody in this draw. If he's going to, if he's going to be playing as he has in previous grass season. I think the sensible play is what Sean has uh, touched on there. First set tie break plus 210. Seems a very, very big price when you consider that uh, the Italian hasn't had his service broke all tournament so far. And Zverev is an absolute beast on that serve and the record that they have, the head to head and the serving, the return stats for Berrettini against Zverev serve is so low. So that makes really good sense. Plus 210. Head to the Berrettini website, take that price because I'm sure that won't be there. Even if, what price would you? So if, it, if you missed the 210, what price would you say? Get down to plus 175 or plus 185? What would be this point? You say, I'm not going to bet it. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't go too much short. I mean, um, plus 185, I think would be okay. Um, no shorter than that, though, I don't think. But this price is decent now, if it's still there. Lovely price. A great uh, breakdown there. And that's Sean's official pick for Saturday on the men's singles third round <clears throat> at Wimbledon. Uh, the final match we're going to talk about here is uh, Holger Rune up against Alessandro Davidovich for Kina. Uh, Holger Rune is minus 275. Alessandro Davidovich for Kina is plus 210. Uh, Holger Rune and Davidovich for Kina have met once before, and Davidovich for Kina won that match uh, this year in Madrid in a tight match. Two tie breaks on, uh, on the, uh, the clay in Madrid, 7 6 5 7 7 6 in a really, really, really close match. We know that Davidovich Bikina throws away uh, winning positions quite regularly here. And the, the spread here, though, Davidovich Bikina is getting a four and a half star against an opponent that um, none of us really fancied on uh, grass coming into this grass court campaign. The total here is 38 and a half. Over is minus 108, under is minus 118. Uh, Davidovich Bikina has looked quite good in this tournament. But this is Davidovich for Kina. Can we trust him? Good question. Can you trust him? Uh, how many times have I trusted him and he's he's lost ma a match that he should have won? Well, one of the few matches that he didn't lose that he should have won, incidentally, was that match against against Holger. It's one of the few tight matches that I can remember Davidovich winning. He tends to lose all, them all, but that was one that he actually did win. Um, let's just have a look at this. He he won. It was very very tight, as you say. He won only four more points in the match than Rune won it in a final set tiebreaker um, on the clay altitude in Madrid. So, you know, it was quick conditions that day as well. Um, looking at the, the price of that, 
match. Rune was priced up for that match at 1.56, which is minus 179 that day. Now we're being asked to back him at 1.35, minus 286. I mean, just just on the basis of that, it seems short. Um, if you then throw into the equation that the statistics on grass, they are very limited because neither of these two have really played that much on grass. We take their careers as a whole. Davidovic Vikina is 6-8 win-loss on grass and his service points, one return points, one total is 100. Rune, very similar, 5-4 win-loss and his total is 101. So not much to choose between them on that. Davidovic won their only career meeting um, and we've got, we're asking, we've been asked to back Rune at minus 286. I mean... The advantage that Rune has on grass is the fact that he's got a bigger and more effective first serve. If that fires, you would expect him to potentially edge this match, but that price is really short. He only won, this is Holger Rune, he only won 45% of his second serve points against Roberto Carbaix-Baena, um, which isn't a great sign, but he wins a big 75% on his first serve. So he really is very reliant on that first delivery, Rune. And there's also fitness issues as well with, with Rune. I think Davidic Fakina also had a medical timeout today. I'm not sure what that was for because I didn't see it, but he's certainly listed as, as having had a medical timeout. And he, and typically, again, he was very up and down, wasn't he, against van der Zanskulp, a couple of decent sets, a poor one. He's, he's a tough guy to bet because of his inconsistencies and his temperament and the fact that he can throw away winning positions and get down on himself and just sort of give it up, give it up. Uh, as he has done a couple of times, this, this grass swing, actually. He, he led against Kotov in... Uh, Mallorca and then gave that one up. The Hecker as well had a lead and then just, you know, sort of tapped out. But I, can't, I couldn't possibly, if you're coming into this match back in Rune at 1.35, I think that's a, a very, yeah. very poor price. I'm tempted, if I was betting on this one, I'd be tempted with Davidovich Fakina plus one and a half sets, which is um, a 2.1 plus 110 chance with Bet Rivers. I think that's possibly the bet that um, I would be looking at in that one. Yeah, I quite like the overtold games, which sort of brings in the kind of same way of thinking here, like over yeah. 38 and a half at minus 108, because both of them can throw away leads uh, very, very quickly. I just very quickly got three other matches, and the odds have just come out on the Bet Rivers website. Alcaraz is up against uh, Jarry. Alcaraz is minus 14.30. Jarry's plus 8.50. Umax is O'Connell. Umax is minus $2. O'Connell is plus 160. And Sitsipas after his epic win against Murray before that, an epic win against Dominic Team up against Laszlo Jerry. Uh, Sitsipas is minus $5. Laszlo Jerry plus 370. Anything from them early prices that you quite like? Or I, th- I think they look about right, don't they? I'm just looking at the Jerry Sitsipas one now. I've got it on my other screen. That's why I'm looking over there. It's their previous head-to-head, they've played three times. Um, we've talked numerous times on the show, haven't we, about Sitsipas's lack of ability to break serve um, and, and tendency to have to play tie breaks and go really long, like he did against Team, like he did against Murray. Against Jere, he's played um, one, two, three, four, seven sets, and six of them have gone to either 12 or 13 games. Wow. And they've played on twice on clay and once on hard. He's gone seven five seven six seven six seven six two six seven five seven five. So, given the way that Jerry has has improved on the quicker courts recently, hard courts and also grass, he's he's had a great Wimbledon so far. He's beat Cressy, he's beat Shelton, two very big servers. I mean, this I haven't had a chance to look at all the odds yet, or, or indeed any of the odds, but I will be looking at tie breaks here. Um, 
on the basis of the head-to-head, on the basis that Sitsipas doesn't, you know, doesn't break serve much on the grass. Um, still doesn't look in particularly fabulous form for me. So certainly bets surrounding tiebreaks would, would interest me in that one. You might get a reasonable odds on that. And you head to the Betra's website and check out the latest prices. They've literally come on as we've been recording this. So the five matches for us, the one official pick is the first match, uh, sorry, the match between Zverev and Berrettini, the big match of the day. We're going to go for a tiebreak in the first set at plus 210. If that line has gone, we recommend taking that down to plus 185. It's our one pick on what is going to be a very busy day on third round action on Saturday. Myself and Sean will be back uh, on Saturday looking ahead to the fourth round matches on Sunday, which which features Sinner, uh, Herkash potentially could play Djokovic, uh, Shabavalov Safadin and Rublev Bublik, which will be a very entertaining match up there as well. So Sean will be looking at those and we'll be giving our thoughts on that tomorrow. Remember, there's four ways to follow us on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Download the podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Bet Rivers Network, and you can follow us on Instagram, and on Twitter on the handle at because we win. Uh, you can follow all the updates there. I give a daily sort of couple of minute picks and just some leans on the match. And uh, I'm sure Sean will be uh, adding to that as the week goes on. And remember, head to the BetWivers website. They're giving you a 50% match bet. Place a real money live wager of $10 or more on Wimbledon in play and received a 50% Wimbledon match bonus up to $25 or up to $100 for VIP customers, loyalty seven and above. Uh, Sean, you need to get to bed early, mate. It's been a long couple of days in uh, yeah. in, in Bogner. You come home, the stress of digging up your road, your, your kids screaming. We need you. We yep. need you on top form tomorrow. So we want you to have a n- nice early night. Get your I'll head try. down, and I want you to start dreaming about Sinegalan, Safarin, Shapovalov, Ruben Bublik, Herkazvi, Djokovic, and we're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to cash some tickets. All right, my friend. Yeah, I think that sounds like a plan. Take care, everyone. Speak to you tomorrow.